Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. You are listening to episode 180, Vibrational Being, Self-Love with Whitney Freya. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Without further ado, please enjoy episode 180, Vibrational Being Self-Love with Whitney Freya. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I'm your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, but they are actually leading the way. And today we have the amazing Whitney Freya on. She is the author of three books about living an inspired life and her latest 30 Days to Unstoppable, Be the Dream Made Visible. She teaches alchemical online courses to global audience who is interested in learning how a sacred painting practice can transform their lives. We can connect more with her at WhitneyFreya.com, which is in the show notes. I am so excited to talk to Whitney. Welcome to the show today. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Oh my goodness. I love the title of that book. I mean, this, the, the tagline, Be the Dream Made Visible. Yes. That is such a simple but powerful statement. I mean, we could, that could just be the whole podcast is just right? be the <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's funny because not everybody goes to that subtitle, which is my yeah. favorite part too. And, and we could talk forever and that's the key, you know, to being unstoppable. And in my career and lifetime, what has been really like the greatest gift is that um, like when I opened my art center in 96 in Nashville, Tennessee, I had zero art background, like literally mm-hmm. no art background whatsoever. Um, and I had been a wannabe artist like my whole life since when I was nine, the art teacher told me that drawing wasn't my thing. Right. And so my nine year old self was like, okay, I guess I didn't inherit that DNA. I can't paint, I can't draw. And I was so envious of everyone who could. And so fast forward and I was selling books door to door And desperately wanting to come up with the idea. Like I felt like I was selling books until I came up with the idea. And I'm reading a book called Zen and the Art of Making a Living. And in it, he says, unless you adopt an artist mentality, you won't be able to create the life of your dreams. And I was just, you know, sold because here I am selling books door to door four years out of college, you know, and I'm like, clearly life is a lot more like a blank canvas than a multiple choice test, right? So where does one go to develop this artist mentality? 
And in that moment, it was like, boom, it was, it was develop the YMCA, like the, the gym for the right brain for that creative hemisphere. And, um, and it was so clear. It was as if, you know, the goddess spoke from heaven, like, this is what I want you to do, you know? And, um, and so I opened this art center and like, it was so connected to my dream and that I'd always been a wannabe artist, but you don't normally go from, you know, like the wannabe to owning the art center. I mean, I confuse the hell out of people. <laughs> They'd be like, you don't have an art degree. You don't I'm like, no, I just I'm following the, you know, I was called to do this. Um, so, so be the dream made visible is that allow the dream to come through you. Like, you know, dreams need the physicalness to manifest it into reality. I mean, if the universe wanted people to start waking up to that creative self, the true creativity, and so they're finding a bunch of us on the planet who are open and, you know, ready, willing, crazy enough, whatever. And, and so when I got it, I fortunately allowed it to come through. Um, I mean, it wasn't always the smoothest process, right? But it, it felt like, and I described it to a friend, like I was being invited to hop on this train, like this train was coming through, you know, blaring its horn, and I was being invited to engineer the train, and I could hop on or not. And so, so right from the beginning, I had to get out of my own way, because there was something bigger, and I wanted to be a part of that. So that's what I'm helping people to align with in the book, is this state of being where you can trust you know, when your heart's in the right place and you're wanting to serve and fulfill your purpose and all of that, that when you nurture an energetic um, frequency within and around you, you know, you're, you're approaching this from a place of wanting to serve. You can trust that those ideas and desires that, that come to you and take you over and light you up are like your divine assignment, right? It's not about you having to do it all. And do you have the experience? And do you have the, you know, everything, all the T's crossed and I's dotted? It's, are you willing to, you know, co-create this vision into reality? And when you realize that you're just being given marching orders from something way, 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 way bigger, that's when you can become unstoppable. And I didn't even put all it all together, you know, as far as, the fact that I've basically been practicing that for the last 25 years because there was no logical reason, you know, that I should open an art center. (laughs) So it's evolved since then, you know, that was the beginning 25 years ago. So 25 years of practicing getting out of your own way and kind of following that intuition, um, you know, helps. I mean, it, it leads to some interesting experiences. Oh my goodness. Wow. What, what a beautiful story. And that's why, I mean, I'd even have to ask it cause you already answered it beautifully is that's why I love asking, how did you get to do the work you did? De- you do today? Because so many people, all the people have that, have that, that inkling, the, the breadcrumbs, the, the message in the ear, that the gut feeling to, right. to, to follow. And it, it, sometimes it's one step and sometimes it's lots of little baby frog hops, you know, a little frogger across the street. (laughs) Yes. That's one of the teachings in the book actually around presence, about nurturing the energy of presence, like making sure that you are, 
you know what it's like to be present, you know, and some of you listening might be like, oh, yeah, right. I've been running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And I, you know, raising both my hands here. Um, so have I really connected to that present moment? Because often when we get these ideas, whether it's like, oh, I want to learn to do that, or I want to start this or create this or, you know, mend this relationship or whatever, um, we get all excited about the idea of this coming to fruition. And then we take a couple steps and the distance between where we are now and where we want to be is so great. And there's so much unknown and we get way ahead of ourselves and we stop before we even start, so to speak. So in the present moment, you know, it's a whole meditation on what is the very next step. And it's like, if any of that feels unknown or scary, or I don't know how to do that, there's a step sooner, you know, like it could be I just need to stand up first, right? Or open up the computer or go get my phone, right? And so practicing like just that very, very, very next step. Because when we keep doing that, the very, very next step is always going to be right in front of us. And it's always going to be super simple. The problem is, is we just, we expect to be able to like leap up the mountain and immediately be on the precipice rather than understanding that it's going to take millions of steps to get up there. Oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? We live in a society and time where we want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And for me, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate, getting exciting, excited about that creation process, right? And then for whatever reason, our subconscious or life or something gets in the way. And the I've really tuned into the, the cycles of of life and nature in that whole process, even even your menstrual cycle teaches you about this of like, if you're really good at starting something, what are those other phases in that cycle? What wisdom can you glean to help you continually take the baby steps mm-hmm. to even if there's a, the next step feels scary and resistance, what's the step in between that? Like, I, I love it, like standing up or sitting down or whatever. <laughs> right. That's a step and count that as a win because I think... For me, my perspective of like, you know, manifesting or law of attraction, you hear the word contrast, right? You feel like a lot, what this goal, you know, this huge bank account or whatever is so far over here versus where I'm at here today. But it's about taking those baby steps in that vibration or trying to get that vibration of that abundance. So how do, you, how do you balance that? Because I know that the action steps are huge, even if they're small, because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to manifest this by sitting on the couch and eating Fritos all day, like instead of taking the inspired action. Because you talked to us about the inspiration part, but the, the, the aligning with that kind of that vibration of that. Right. So one of the first things to get really curious about is <clears throat> to witness yourself and witness the thoughts and ideas, the words that follow up the desire, right? So if you were to say to a friend or you're thinking to yourself like, oh, I really want to, you know, go to Greece this year. I mean, I am tired of not traveling. I've always wanted to go to Greece. Time is now. And then notice, just take a step back and watch yourself. And it are the next thoughts, words, ideas, like, but I don't have enough time or money or, blah, 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 or all the COVID tests or what, you know, whatever it is. So just, there's no right or wrong, but just observe that. 
So what happens with most of us, and again, we learn through experience, right? So I'm speaking from lots of experience. Um, what we do is we follow up the things that we really want to do, that we are excited about, that are lighting it up, lighting us up. We follow that up almost immediately with all the reasons why we can't, or it's probably not available to us. So on a level of frequency, right? You have this dream that's like lighting you up. So let's just say that's a high frequency. And then you follow it up with not enough this, not enough that, can't, not like that, happens for her, not me kind of thing. That's all, let's say, a lower vibration. So there's not any resonance there. So it's a really, really difficult thing to manifest what you want when you're surrounding it with all the reasons why it can't happen, right? So in any, if any of us have ever taught anybody you know, you've ever cared for a little child and you say, oh, you can do it. And people follow them. Oh, but I'm this and that and whatever. And you just like, there's no energy there. There's nothing you can, but you could do this. No, I can't. And it's like, okay, well, whatever you think you're right. Right. If you, if you're yeah. telling yourself that it's not available to you, then right. It's not available to, to you. So how can you just follow up? So just then witness yourself like, whoa, I do that. I didn't even realize I do that. Okay, so let's practice following up the idea with other ideas that are supportive, right? And it doesn't mean lying to yourself. It just means like, okay, so I want to go to Greece. I don't know how or when or with what money, but God, it would be so awesome to be there, you know, and I want to go to these islands and I can picture the blue. And let's see, have I ever all of a sudden been able to do something that I didn't think I'd be able to do? Do I, you know, have some frequent flyer miles? Like there's a way lots of people go to Greece. So I'm just going to stay open to the possibility and start getting excited and literally, you know, pull up Greece on your computer screen, make your screensavers, keep thinking the words Greece. And because you're following up the vision with other ideas that are in alignment, it's just like planting a seed in the garden. You're not planting it in ground that's hard and covered in weeds. You're, you're, nurturing the soil so that it's fertile and that dream can grow. And that's a whole different experience. You will live an entirely different life just by developing the awareness and then getting curious about, hmm, let's just try, you know, witchy lady, like let's try following it up with some words, right? I mean, abracadabra means I speak, therefore I create, right? Like witches, I went through a phase Last year sometime, I read all these books, all these like witch-based books, and witches are super conscious of the power of their words, and we have forgotten that, and we throw these words around that have nothing to do with anything that we want at all, and um, it's not serving us. It makes things take way, way longer to manifest. You're constantly putting yourself down, right, instead of getting curious, and I've seen so many people doing things that they never thought they'd do because they just opened up and learned to follow up the thoughts with words that were in alignment, in coherence, you know, resonant with what they want. Oh, I, I love that trick. And for me, what, what stood out is have other people gone to Greece? Have other people done what I want to do? That is like, it's like the four minute mile. If somebody, if you know, subconsciously or consciously, if somebody's done something or something like you want to do, you're like, oh, now I know it's even though it's possible regardless, but now I know it's possible. And after 
after the, um, I forget who hit that four minute mile, then there was a flood of more people that could hit that, that four minute mile, whether it's manifesting a trip, healing yourself, a career, a relationship. One thing that really helped me with um, relationships is I was saying, I would tell myself that partner, my partner is out there. They exist. They're alive at this moment. I'm like, I was in my late twenties, early thirties at the time. I was like, they're not, they're here. They have, they're not yet to be born. I don't think I'm going to be dating somebody 30 years younger than me. They are here and they're real and let, let the magic unfold to, to yeah. how, how that bring that brings it to me. And I have this little post-it note on my net, my desk on my computer. And it says, this is simple. This is easy. And this is fun. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what, when you, when you do learn to pay attention to your emotions in your body, you know, you can feel that like full body. Yes. Right. Like that full body, like, woo, that idea, like the hairs on my arms just stood up and, and you find yourself super, super excited about it. That is information. And so much of the dis-ease in our culture right now is because we receive that aha, that inspiration, you know, which comes from that intuitive, receptive, creative, open, feminine side of us that leans into the change and loves to birth new life, right? And then what we've been trained to do is go over and ask permission from our logical, linear, masculine, you know, fear-based side, like, I want to go to Greece, can I? And, the, and this is so fascinating. The left hemisphere, which isn't just left, right, you know, the brain is intricately complicated. And this analogy works. The left hemisphere is literally physiologically programmed to resist all change. It wants to keep you in the known. It wants to keep you safe. And it's responsible for the past and the future. So what it does is it takes all of your experiences up until now and files them away. I mean, this is our wisdom. You know, a lot of our wisdom comes from these experiences that we've had. And so we can draw on them. Like we all had the experience where you're talking to a friend and all of a sudden a memory from so long ago. Like sometimes they're even random, but it comes to your mind to offer to them. That's the left hemisphere doing what it's meant to do. But when you ask it, can I do something new that I don't know how it's going to go that may cost money, time that I don't know if I have little, all it can say is no. And so it's the one that starts offering up, but you know, you haven't done the laundry in a long time, you know, and, and you know, you, you don't have enough money in the bank account. And that's the voice that, that speaks those words. And it's literally doing it almost against its own will, because it's thinking, um, sister, I'm not the part of you that you're supposed to ask to do these new things. I'm the one you're supposed to tell. We need money. We need time. We need a plane ticket to Greece, <laughs> right? And the logical linear brain will, will start to, you know, attract that to you. But if you're asking it permission, it's going to tell you, no, it's trying to protect you. It's trying to protect you from disappointment, you know, if you don't get to go to Greece. So understanding, you know, how ideas are processed, how we receive things and how we can consciously choose, you know, to open and receive and rather than try and judge something that doesn't even exist yet, right? Like it's just an idea. Like let's nurture the idea. If it lights you up, let's give it some space and see if it wants to grow. 
And then maybe you'll end up finding that you really want to go to Peru and you'll end up in Peru. But, you know, <laughs> it's the call to adventure that you're saying yes to. Oh, isn't that the truth? The call to adventure of life, of yes. fully, fully living and being the dream made visible. I, I, I love I love that subtitle so much. Um, I wanted to ask about why is it vital for us to embrace that creativity? I'm assuming... You kind of just answered that, but tapping into creativity, why is that so important in this process? Well, the story that's coming to mind is um, in 2012, I had just left my marriage and moved into a new house. And so I had, you know, moved all my books and everything. And so I was revisiting, you know, old books. And um, at this point, I had started teaching online in 2009 and um, was training. I trained creatively fit coaches to help them, you know, remember how to guide others into a sacred and personal painting practice. And, um, the book, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, was a book that found itself into my hands again, that I'd read forever ago. I open up the book, the very like prologue or something right at the beginning talks about, you know, where he gets his wisdom in the tradition, the Toltec tradition. And in it, he says the Toltec word for human is artist. And I had not, you know, I did not remember that from reading the book all those years ago. And I was just like, you know, it was like another one of those, like, this is why I'm doing this, because I talk about living as a life artist. And then in the book, he says, you all are artists. The art you're creating is your life. The only question is whether you're doing it with or without awareness. So we're all creating our reality all the time. And we haven't been taught like creativity. People are like, oh, I can't paint or draw. You know, I can't even draw a straight line. I can't draw a stick figure. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about your ability to focus your attention and intention towards that which you want to experience, that which you want to create, and how to create this this, um, environment of coherence where everything is supportive of this happening. And it doesn't mean you're in denial, right? It doesn't mean you're pretending you've got tons of money or time or whatever. You're just open to what is possible. And so this is so significant right now because we're living in a world that, dare I say, has been created without awareness or the awareness of a very select few who have some very personal agendas. So what might happen when all of us remember that we're creating our realities with our words and our thoughts and our ideas, and we learn to speak and think into what we want and allow the discordance, you know, the conflict, the tension to make it very clear for us, like, ooh, now we know we don't want that. I know I don't want to experience that. So this is helping me to understand more of what I do want, so I'm going to focus my energy there, right? So it's, again, it's not about being in any kind of denial. It's just saying allow what really fires you up and gets you in that righteous anger, you know, that's information for you, right? Again, listen to your body and your emotions. If you're passionate about something that's wrong, okay, how can you be a part of the change that's wanting to happen? And it starts within, it starts with each one of us and it starts with the simplest things. And that's the great news. And that's what we're all being called to do. Yeah. I think it's always darkest before the dawn and I look at my life, the world at large, this timeline as an opportunity, you know, 
calling Absolutely. us calling us forward to wake up and say, oh, if I really do create my own reality, where does that belief fall short? Is it in my relationships? Is it in my abundance or my career, my health? Because it will fall short. It, this is the thing I say to myself where wherever in my life where I'm hitting my head against the wall, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, like, but that it's the same thing you said, I want to go to Greece. And then your mind automatically goes to, oh, well, I don't have a passport. And I've never traveled, but, you know, all the reasons why you can't. Right. Where does that belief I create my own reality fall short. And one last thing, I had this quote pop in my head, so I had to say it. Um, what you were speaking about was in five years' time, surely you will arrive, but where? Right. And that's a Tony's Robin quote. And it's a beautiful representation. Are you consciously or unconsciously creating your life? Because you're always creating your life. Yes. Do you want to be that conscious creator? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I teach, the process, the sacred and personal painting practice, um, is a practice that makes visible how we create our reality. So the canvas and the painting process becomes a mirror. So if you want to learn more about how you're creating or not creating, like what that internal dialogue is, life will mirror it for you. But often it's you know, it can be inconvenient right? <laughs> when, when life is showing you where you're not in alignment. You go to the canvas, you're opening up, you're asking, okay, I want to witness my creator self. I want to witness myself as I create, you know, into the physical realm, things that I want. We go to the canvas always to create something that we desire that we'd like, that we find beautiful. We don't go to the canvas and be like, oh, I really hate that and find it repulsive and ugly or angering. And so I'm going to go paint that. Like that's usually for 99.9% .9 of us, that would never be the case, right? So right there, that's information, right? You don't ever go and spend hours painting something that you don't want. Okay. Let's just observe that in, you know, the imagination, the internal paintbrush. Am I creating? Am I imagining? Am I speaking to what I want? Um, and then at the canvas, you can observe yourself. You can observe the inner dialogue, the inner critic, you know, that will come up. You can observe if you start things and don't finish. That's how you'll create. If you are really careful, if you're concerned about doing it right, if you're comparing yourself to, you know, something on the screen, again, there's no right or wrong. It's information. Is that serving you? you know, in the process of creating your life. Like, wow, I didn't even realize I was so critical of myself. I don't, I didn't realize I always jumped to what's going wrong, right? And so in my online programs, I'm helping people like develop this inner dialogue instead of like, oh, see, I suck at this. It's like, okay, what else is possible? What do you want here? Well, it's gotten really dark and it's muddy and the colors are all blending together. It's like, okay, what do you want? I want it to be brighter. I want to be able to see more clearly, you know, the owl I'm painting. Okay, I can help you do that, right? So when you tell me what it is you want to accomplish or create, then as the teacher, you know, as which I'm just mirroring your own inner guide, right? The universe is saying, what do you want? And then I can help you get there. But if you're going to sit home telling me everything that's wrong, you know, all I can do is agree, you know, sit back and be like, okay, let me know when you want 
to align with what you want when that's what you want to have a conversation about. So the canvas becomes this mirror and you can practice being wild and crazy if you're a perfectionist. You know, you can practice making a mess at the canvas and witness, your, witness yourself, you know, break into a sweat or, you know, just start raw, like feeling so out of sorts. But what you're doing is you're literally disrupting your normal way of creating, right? Your normal, your, def- your default mode to protect yourself was to make sure everything's perfect. And it doesn't serve you in every aspect of your life. It serves you in some. It's not about perfectionism being bad. It's letting perfectionism serve you where it wants to serve you. And where it's not serving you, let's get curious about what can happen there instead. You know, is it being the wild woman? Is it being more intuitive? Is it going to the canvas and be like, okay, I'm going to paint a bumblebee. And then you get there and all of a sudden you see a snake paint the snake. Like sometimes things don't go the way you thought they would go, right? And observe yourself there. I was supposed to paint a bee and it's turning into a snake. Like that's okay, right? On your trip to Greece, surely something isn't going to go the way it's planned and you're going to end up on a different ferry. You're going to end up at a different island, you know, whatever. Maybe that's where you're meant to go, right? So it's just a fascinating, never-ending journey. And, and then once you learn about how you create, then you can choose, you know, you can choose consciously how you create at the canvas. Then you can allow the canvas to become this, um, literally a manifestation tool, a conversation. Like, this is what I want. So, so the next level of what I teach is how to take your goals, your visions, your dreams, and you paint them into reality. So you start with words, right? Like, I am in Greece. I am in joy in the sunshine. The turquoise waters are bathing me in just bliss. You paint those words onto the canvas. You paint the turquoise. You paint the word Greece. You paint I am there, you know? And then you paint the beach, the cliffs, the dolphin, you know, whatever it is that's going to symbolize for you Greece. And then you keep that in your space. And literally, it's like, I think of it as almost like acupuncture, energy work. You know, these these paintings are like beaming out this energy. In the book Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins, they did kinesiology studies and they muscle tested people in front of original art and then the prints and people tested strong in front of original art. So the energy that you put into the painting, the vision that you're holding as you paint is literally contained in that canvas. And when you have it in your space, it's this constant, often unconscious reminder. Like, I'm going to Greece. Like, I wonder when. Like, maybe, who knows? But super excited. You know, and it just kind of keeps you. I almost think of it as like those um, tubes we used to put in the gutters at the bowling alley to make sure your ball didn't end up in the gutter, right? It's like these paintings. Like, my house is covered with them. And the paintings keep you. Like, remember, you know, stay in coherence with what it is you want. And it's incredibly powerful. I still flip out. I mean, literally, I've been doing this for 25 years. And I get emails all the time like, Whitney, we're moving. I'm changing my jobs. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, you know. And and it's all because they got real with what they wanted. They spent time with it. And then they activated that creative frequency that instead of like, oh, I could use red, I could use purple. It's like, I could move here or there, or I could, right? So um, it's really incredible and it's fun. And it's kind of witchy, right? (laughs) Very witchy, which we (laughs) love so much. And I'm literally going to this like 
called Mystic Monday, a local um, cidery tavern um, place. We're doing date night there. And it's it's like mixed media. There's going to be crystals. There's going to be paintings and all this stuff. And I'm like over here thinking, oh, my God, of course, this t- this interview with Whitney is perfect timing to prep me for the for this date night next week. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, life is an adventure and we are literally here to remember how creative we are. And there's never been a point in history that we've needed all hands on deck, you know, remembering this and focusing on all the goodness that can be ahead of us when we choose it and how to follow those dreams and be unstoppable, you know, not let yourself get stopped by your own limiting beliefs because those limiting beliefs, you know, have served you, they're not, they don't need to steer the ship anymore. And so allow yourself the time and space to learn, to remember is what it will feel like to remember how to really kind of take back the reins and and steer your life and your thoughts and your ideas in the direction that you want. Um, And I promise like a year from now, your life will be totally different. It just will. Oh my goodness. Totally great. I was just literally journaling. We moved a year ago. And so it's kind of like our in-between place. And we're in the process of like manifesting what that next direction move looks like. And I was literally journaling this morning thinking, oh my God, so much has changed since this past year. So much of those default self, that programming that was there was ready to come up and I released. And now it's like this beautiful deeper co-creation like I've released a lot of that resistance and now I'm excited to to continually soak up that unknown right and tune into where we need to need to be or go next but it's about being here now in that present to create to create that future so thank you for that beautiful reminder um I just looked at the time was there anything else you wanted to kind (laughs) of cover or like wrap up what we didn't say before we start to close the show today? Well, you know, just one of the things that has been such a powerful force in my life and is behind all the teachings and in 30 Days to Unstoppable um, as well is remembering that the truth of the fact that everything is energy, that, you know, in 30 Days to Unstoppable, I mean, I spent 20 hours in the darkness right before New Year's in 2018, um, 19. And um, the message that I got was like, remember how to care for yourself as a vibrational being. And because everything exists as energy before it becomes matter. So by the time something manifests in your life, it's been circling around for a while, right? And so understanding that the energy, the words, the ideas, the relationships, the, you know, how you spend your time and all the little ways that you can bring into your space things that lift you up, that light you up. This is really, really important right now. And so understanding that there are different ways to care for ourselves. And whenever anything, you know, you've gotten knocked off your center, you're feeling frustrated, frustrated, angry, you know, just hopeless, depressed, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what happened or where you want to go in that moment. Please ask yourself, what can I do right now that will make me feel better, that will raise my vibration? 
it doesn't matter you know, if it's finances or relationships or anything that's not going the way you want it, take your attention off of those things and get it focused on something that's going to bring you joy. Light a candle, you know, dim the lights and brew a magical cup of tea. Like it can be so simple, but care for yourself as a vibrational being. And, and when you do that, you start developing a sensitivity, right? You develop a sensitivity to like, oh, this food, not, you know, I'm not feeling a resonance, this person, what should I do today? Oh, that feels good, right? It's exactly what you're teaching. And I love it. It's listen to your body, like tune into those subtle, um, those subtle, that subtle guidance we're getting all the time because we are. And, and when you do that, life expands. You don't feel alone. You know, you can watch the synchronicities and the coincidences and, you know, any of you who want to go to Greece, pay attention the next 24 hours, you know, like whatever it is you want, declare it. Like you don't have to speak it. You could write it down, think it, and then pay attention to what happens the next 24, 48 hours. You'll be shown the next breadcrumb, you know, and follow that and celebrate that and see how uh, much you can nurture this dream of yours. And um, ah, I can't wait to hear like reach out to me, tell me, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just thought a, a, a small synchronicity. Um, I've been really wanting to get in more into the crypto world mm-hmm. and the, a coaching group that I'm a part of, we were talking about it in one of our calls. And then um, we shared a bunch of different YouTube interviews that we were you know, listening. That's good to understand it. And this was like, I didn't, I did not watch the Super Bowl. I will say that. Um, but I heard the next day from other people that Coinbase did a $7 million ad and all it was was this, this QR code that was floating around. And for me, that was a beautiful confirmation that for, for, for crypto and, and, and learning more and doing more, I don't, just things like that, that yeah. for some other person be like, oh yeah, it's a TV ad. But for you, you're like, wow, right? that's some confirmation there. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you will, you'll get the affirmation or not. The idea, the dream will continue to feel, you know, good, um, or it will lose energy. And so maybe that was just to kind of prepare you for something else or you don't, you know, you don't have to judge it, but, um, it's just that opening to the possibility and then paying attention and seeing if it continues to feel, resonant if it continues to feel right and then you know that allow that to influence your decision making more than you know the logical part of you because you know your dreamiest life your next breakthrough it's probably not going to lie on the other side of something logical exactly exactly that that could have been the whole podcast (laughs) (laughs) your dreamiest life is not going to be from something logical mic drop on that well thank you so much Wendy for coming on and sharing all your beautiful, creative, and witchy wisdom with us. Oh, I had so much fun. I, I just want to go to the store and get a canvas and start painting right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a, um, a free course on my um, on my website. If you go to WhitneyFreyaStudio.com, and um, there's a Life Artist Masterclass. And you don't have to paint or draw anything for this masterclass. I created it for those of you who are like, huh, okay, 
I'm open. Like, what's she talking about? This life artist, you know, creativity frequency. Um, so that's a free course that people can go and check out. And 30 Days to Unstoppable is also on my YouTube channel. The first 19 days I'm reading and painting to. So that's all free. So, you know, there's lots of ways to get a little bit more information and um, take it from there. Oh my goodness. That sounds wonderful. We close every show the same way. Thank you so much again for, for your presence today and imparting that wisdom with us. How may we, the listeners as a big hug of gratitude, be of service for you in return today, Whitney? Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, Honestly, I mean, of course, yeah, go buy the books. <laughs> just go buy all the books. No, but here's what's coming to mind. I was just talking about this last night. So I have a vision. So if you all join me on this vision, it will help, right? So I have a vision, and maybe I don't have to be an old grandma, but let's just say I'm a grandma. I'm standing in the grocery store holding the hand of this like four or five-year-old, and this child starts noticing people in front of us in line have this kind of, you know, gruff conversation going and it's not very happy. And the child's just like, grandma, what, what's wrong with those people? What are, what are they talking about? Like, and I'm like, well, oh, okay. So before we remembered how creative we were, we used to, they called it complaining. We used to talk about things we don't want or didn't like. And this child is just going to look up at me like, why would they do that? right? Like, why would you give energy to something you don't want? I'm like, yeah, well, some people are still learning, but so like literally complaining could be like, gah, are you complaining? No, no, no. Okay. What do you want? Tell us like, where do you need to open? Where do you need help trusting? Right? Complaining could be a total thing of the past, like rotary phones. Like I could paint a rotary phone and, and put complaining under it and just be like, it's going to be a thing of the past. People aren't even going to know how to work it. <laughs> so if you join me in that vision, it will come to fruition quicker, sooner, faster. Oh, I will be joining you today and every day. You said rotary <laughs> phone. I think phone booths too, as well. You could. <laughs> right. There's a YouTube video of like two parents giving these two teenage boys a rotary phone and a phone number. And it's like, okay, you have two minutes to dial this number. And they literally, I think at the very end, they figure it out, but it is hysterical. <laughs> I even remember as a little kid when we had rotary phones and I, as a little, little kid under the age of five, I'd be like, this makes no sense. If somebody <laughs> created this. This is the most time consuming thing. But anyway, I digress. It is a thing of the past and that's how we can join Whitney on this, this vision quest of create, you know, co-creating our reality now, but in the future and what you focus on grows. And it's from a neuroscience perspective, your reticulating activating system, RAS, that's literally how your brain, once you focus on things, it can be negative or positive. It will keep showing you what you focus on, but Anyway, thank you so much, Whitney, for that beautiful visualization <laughs> and possibility. It already exists out there, and I'm, I'm going to be tuning possible. in with you. Yeah. Thank you. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.